podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. All right, you ready? Um, what is this? Legend? Did I join a new league? Legend? You're in this league? Uh, what is this? Oh, did you tell me to join a new league? Not like this week. Legend? What is this? Yeah, league? Legend. It's like a head to head league or something. I'm in it with you? Yeah. Huh. I don't uh, know. I'm I'm in so many leagues at this point because all of our like fans and everything are like, "Yo, join, join." But it, my team's not even listed. Oh wait, yeah, I don't see you in here. Oh, because I'm on your fucking page. I'm bugging. Oh, out there, you're dude. good. Wow. Okay. It's <laughs> not good. I thought I was on my page. I was like, wow, look at all these you're leagues. Like, well, these leagues just, I just joined all these leagues. I've read arrows in every single one of them. That's I was trying to think. I was like, did I block out recently? Like, I don't know. I don't think I did. <laughs> all right. You ready? from LPL, I'm Alon. This Walsh. Let's kick off with some housekeeping. Please go ahead, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at FMLPL. Email and rate my team's other shit to FMLPL at gmail.com. Check out our website, FMLPL.com. We have league info, links to our team, social media, stores, stickers, and ringtones. Also on our website, we post lineup lamentations before every game. We pick our starting 11s, captains, and more. Lastly, I'm sick of shouting out Eat the Kapoo because he's in first place every week. So I'm going to shout out Dermot McGuckin, a.k.a. the Shamrockers. He's top the FML field table for just March. He's gotten 178 points in game week 27 and 28 combined. That's pretty good. It's a lot of fucking points. He wildcarded right. in 28. A lot of Irish points. Yeah, big time Irish points. So we, we are off the back of the blank, epic blank Game week. How did you do? Um, I did fine. I brought in Rom and Matip for Ibra and Holes. Uh, finished on 31, 27 points if you include the hit. I only went down 15K, so I netted positive game week 27 and 28 combined, which was like kind of my goal because I just kind of fucked off 28. So pretty pleased. Um, I feel like I got none of the like big scorers of the week and somehow survived. Like I didn't didn't get any well, King Hall. I didn't get the big score of the week was twenty four points from Lukaku, and you only got twelve. I got half of it because of Captain Mane. Um, so that's, that's I still don't have Siggy. He's basically. I realized today, like he's just my Ramsey of three years ago. The exact yeah. same thing is happening. Yeah. Um, Baines, dude. Of course, comes up injured. Coleman, another clean, just continues his fucking anal abuse of Baines and us. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm pretty pleased. I got the Ashley Barnes cheeky eight pointer. No fucking cleans. Uh, I had four defenders. I was pretty hopeful of some cleans, but no, no just joy. One. Yeah, no yeah. joy. Yeah, so I, I landed on 46 points. I only did the one transfer to bring Lukaku in for the suspended Zlatan. Captain him came in good. So 46 without the hit, uh, nice green arrow. I'm up to 74K. 
Hopefully I won't plummet again. Every time I get a green arrow the last few months, it's usually followed by two red arrows. So I'm hoping to consolidate and try and keep marching up because I still feel like 10K is in reach for me. Uh, I just need to get some luck and put some things together in the back end of the season. But it was really just Captain Lukaku and then Barkley and Singy, and then I had a bunch of basic blankers. I was really excited going into Sunday because I was sat on... 40, 42, 42 points with Heaton, Mane, and Coutinho left, and they got me four points total, so that was a little bit of a letdown. But. Yeah, you could have had like a huge, huge week with that. Yeah, if I had one or two of them come in, I would have probably went up to about 60K or, or so. But as it is, it was, a, it was a good week, and the differential of not taking a hit, definitely a good thing. But I think, like you, the frustration has really been mounting for me with defense lately. I've been getting just no points out of my defense, and it's been really frustrating. And we'll touch on that on the pod to come. But in general, I mean, what's your takeaway from the blank? We've been talking about it for about a month or so, but what's your just what do you what's your takeaway? Yeah, I mean, I, I read obviously your things. I think I know column on our site and. I think I mostly agree. I mean, it seems like it's weird because it seems like the people who prepare the most for Game Week 28 long term, meaning like maybe last five or six weeks they've been planning for it, probably did horribly because they probably had like three West Ham players, three West Brom players. I don't even know. A bunch of other shitty fucks who probably did nothing. They probably stand us last and just horrible. But the people who I feel like took big hits and brought in like all the quote unquote obvious guys for the week pretty much all did well. Like mm-hmm. if you were to, you know, put money down on Friday as to like who the top scorers would be, and you bet, you know, other than Liverpool, like you would have bet on Lukaku, Barkley, Siggy, Josh King or something. You know, yeah, they like, were definitely like the number one attacking options on those teams. All came in pretty big. Yeah. So in some sense, it was predictable, more short, short term. But people who, who had been planning for this and making it a point to like have 11 players and all that shit like probably did terribly. Yeah, it's interesting because especially with Bournemouth, Josh, Josh King, he was the big returner of the day. And he starts off with a pen miss, and then he ends up with a hat trick and a haul. But if you think about looking at planning about a month ago, no one has Josh King. Everyone had Stanislaus. Yeah, you know? exactly. So, it's like you're saying is it's kind of similar to when we get to double game weeks and granted those hits we value as less than minus fours because you get an extra two points for the minutes played. Just like with the blank game week, you're getting rid of a, a, a zero instead of a two. So it's really also a minus two. So if you look at being more hit happy on a blank game week and you get in the likes of Josh King or you know whomever else on other Siggy or whatever, you know, you could come ahead if they come off, but the thing, in, I mean, last pot I was advocating against taking Josh King in for a hit just because most people are putting King in as their fifth midfielder, so they're going to mess up their their, their structure. Money, yeah, yeah, their their money structure for their side. They're not going to want to play King again probably for the rest of the year, more or less, if that's his fifth, if if that's your fifth midfielder, and then he's got one game to make points up. I mean, it worked out obviously in spades. He got a fucking hat trick, but. In general, that's kind of like the principle I was applying, and it just didn't it didn't come true this week because of how many points King got. But if you do the same thing with someone like Lanzini, you know, you just come out and come out on the other side of it, and then you're stuck with a fairly 
mediocre player who you would never want if you were picking someone in the entire 20 teams in the Prem, someone in Lanzini's bracket, you know, you're not going to want him over probably five, six other players. So, you know, it's kind of both sides. You got to hit, get a little lucky on it. But like you say, it was an interesting one where a lot of people that were sat on minus eights, if you brought King in, you know, you're going to fly. But at the same time, you could be sat on minus eight. You know, you got Lanzini in, maybe you got one of the whole midfielders in, maybe you got a Liverpool midfielder in, and you could be sat on. 18, 25 points, something like that. So yeah, I think easily. A, I'm sure plenty yeah. of people took hits for Lanzini and Mane, or like yeah, lots of lots of points lost and Baines left on the table and Carroll and Captain Carroll or something. You know, just yeah. bad. Yeah, no, for sure. So it was an interesting one, but I think it's also just thinking about it long term. And I don't really recall having only. Four fixtures on the cards for no, game week. I don't remember. I this, remember there yeah. were a, f- a few years ago where there was some snow and some weird cancellations like that, but an actual planned one where we could see it in a month or two months in advance that this is coming. I, it's, it's tough because, like we've been talking about it, the teams are bad. And I mean, there's a world where you had Coleman and you had Lukaku and you had Siggy, and you're planning for it with those types of players, and they're doing great. Where you're just swimming in points. McCauley's another one. If you, if he was the one West Brom defender you had. If you had those players for the past month or so, you've been climbing in the ranks, and then you also got some bonus points this week. So it's it's still about picking the right players. It's just when there's less uh, players in the pool, it's harder to hit, I think. Yeah. Um, so from the games this weekend, you have anything you want to hit on? I mean, Liverpool finally beat a bad team. Yep. No one, no one got any points out of it, fantasy wise. No, but no, no but they did. did beat a team. <laughs> Why them I wish so badly that he was like fifth midfielder price because yeah. he's been he fucking should, hitting he, lately. It's frustrating because last year he was the only attacker on a really bad side, and he had that one. I think he had one game. He had four goals. Or something. Yeah, he had he had a four like a goal game. game. Yeah. But he, if he was priced at six, like, then I, then we'd be interested a little bit. Yeah, I mean, based on his position, he should be. Should but be. Yeah. they, you I'm know, the towers that. couldn't have known that before the season no, started. No, that's fair. But the Chan goal was very fortuitous, and then yeah, it was just like another bad performance. I don't know, but yeah, City, Coutinho especially really yeah, really horrible. awful. But City, that's going to be an exciting game. They're going to get up for it. So we'll yeah, definitely, like, definitely keep your manes for the <laughs> Liverpool City match. Yeah, there will be space for him to run in behind. So we'll see. That's the quintessential game where they're going to come off the back of a slog fest nightmare and, and win they're gonna, four one. Yeah, but let's. I think there's so much to talk about about planning and moving forward with the doubles and everything. So let's just push on. Yeah, that that's what everything's about basically from here on out is yeah. like. This short term period of like roughly game week twenty nine through thirty three, and then there's probably going to be doubles in thirty four, mm-hmm. and then there's probably going to be a ton of doubles in thirty seven. Is what it looks like. Yeah, that's what the schedule looks like. How it's going to line up. So, let's talk first about okay before we get into specific teams and and who their best players are. Why don't we talk about kind of just when to wild card? Because I see that's popping up a lot. A lot of people are looking at. If we're going to have the big bumper double game week in game week 37, is it advantageous to wait until game week 36 to wild card so you could do 15 doublers, bench boost 37? 
that's good because you'll have that scenario, but it's also bad because you're going to have to make do from here until gimmick 37 with the side you have taking hits to piece it together. And then your wild card team is only going to be on there for two game weeks, you know? So you're really just doing it for a one off almost. So do you think that you might be better served to hit the wild card this week, next week, maybe in the international break? Get some of the teams that have two double game weeks, and then figure out patching it together for game week thirty-seven as as it approaches. Like, I think those are the two schools of thought, and it's definitely specific to your current team. and And if you have Kane, for example, that could push you over the edge with his death. What do, What's your take on that? Where, I have where you... no fucking idea, dude. This is like I feel like the hardest fucking FPL decision. Like strategy, overarching strategy wise, that I've probably ever thought about. Because, like, those, both of those arguments that you just laid out, like, are completely hold up, I think, logically, you know? Yeah. And as you said, it may vary team to team, but at the same time, it doesn't really vary team to team because, like, my team sucks, for example. So, like, Logic would lead that I should maybe wild card now or next week because my team sucks and it would be good in theory for, through the rest of the season and I can make moves to get doublers in 37. But at the same time, I could just take some hits, which mm-hmm. we've seen all year is not the end of the world. I could easily take like a minus eight this week, minus eight next week or something like that and get in basically the exact same team that I would wild card to. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know. The one thing that I thought about just since we started potting that I didn't think about before is kind of what I was saying about the about game week twenty eight last week and how the short term knowledge overtook the long term planners. You know, the people who just took hits on Friday night and brought in all the obvious guys outscored people who had been planning for game week 28 for like a month and a half. And that kind of speaks volumes to me in terms of like still saving your wild card until game week 37, because that much extra knowledge that eight game weeks (laughs) that we'll have from now until then will change drastically the doublers you'll want to get in and out. And as easy as it is to plan ahead, Things can change. Injuries can happen. Suspensions can happen. Yeah, I mean, Form I mean, can look happen. At it, you know, and look at it. Even just we're talking about triple captaining Aguero and this double last week, and you're like, no, no, no. Like Kane, he'll be great, and then he's out for the fucking season. Like that's a microcosm of what could happen. Is he out for the season, by the way? Well, I don't know. They say six, seven Maybe. weeks. Maybe, yeah, just, yeah, whatever. You know. But that's the kind of thing, you know. You you plan like, no, I'm going to save yeah. it for this player, and then that player gets hurt. Like you know, it's hard, and like you say is. If you wild card now and you're like, oh, I'm going to get in, you know, Yoshida, Redmond, he'll be great. I'll get Gabbiadini. I'll get some Arsenal players. I'll get in some United players. But by the time it's game week 35, 36, you know, maybe three of them aren't viable options or maybe someone else on a different team is Stormer, having Stormers. So it's a tough one because yeah, you open yourself yeah. up to more hits down the line. At the same time, you could still just do those hits and then get players in that are going to do well and they do well. And then you come out with you know a big green anyway. So it's it's a tough one. It's so tough because yeah, I think like guys like Redmond are a perfect example because right now you would say he's probably like 
one of the first guys you put into a wildcard team because oh, sure. Southampton's one of three teams who doubled twice. It's Southampton United Arsenal. He plays 90 every game. He's cheap as fuck. He's out of position. It checks all the boxes. But what happens if you wildcard now and then by the time 37 rolls around, you know, you want... He's been rotating. You want J-Rod and Tadic and not yeah. Redmond. It's such a fucking pain in the ass. Yeah. It's hits either way, I guess, is what I'm... It maybe, is hits either it's way. Maybe it's six of one half dozen the other. I don't even know. It could be. It yeah. could be. It's, it's hits either way. It's either, you know, if you, like you're talking about doing back-to-back minus eights. I mean, if you're giving 16 points to the field um, to make six swaps over two game weeks, that that's a little bit drastic. I think if that's what you're looking at, then you should maybe more seriously consider the wild card because if you think your points output is that low, your points potential is that low over the next couple of game weeks where you're going to give that many points away... It might be worth it to just do it, and then I would almost rather do that, see how much you can climb until game week 36, and then take a minus 16 that week, and then get you know the best doublers for game week 37. Right, which I did last week, last yeah, season also. Last year, you know? and it, that was huge. That and that was a huge, huge rise, yeah. Yeah, so maybe, it is, maybe that is the better route. I don't know. Um, but I think it's definitely the kind of thing that if you could patch together a decent 11 for this week, I would rather hold off just one week and then do it in the international break rather than doing it right now. If you what, can, my if you, hit if you, or wild No, 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 card. wild card. If you're thinking about wild carding, I think that that would be really advantageous because we all know that international breaks with two weeks, you know, you get some unsuspected injuries, there's some crazy travel, this and that. So it feels like a lot better to me to do it then. Yeah, and I think this international break, I think they're games that actually matter, too. Yeah, it's World Cup qualifiers. Yeah, it's World Cup qualifiers. So everyone's going home. Everyone's playing probably two 90-minute matches. You know, like, it's a lot of strain. Yeah, except for Defoe. (laughs) He's He's just lounging. Yeah, he's chilling so hard. Yeah. Um, hmm. All right, so God, that is so talk. tricky, though. You're definitely not wild carding, is that correct? Uh, it's not even on my radar. Yeah, Again, it's, your it's team's part good. of how I yeah, it's part of how I set my team up and 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 things like this was was with this in mind. Is that I really want a wild card in 36? Like I really want to go 15 week before I get in there, and I, I'm happy to take the hitter hitter two here and there from now over the next few. Um, and my team's well set up. Like that's why I held Defoe, and I still have Aguero. Like I only had one striker this week. So many people took hits to get fucking like Urente in, who got one point, or Carol in to get two points, and then they have a fucking shitty ass player. And then you're looking at that's another player you want to fuck off to oblivion. And then there are already the other hits you want to do. So like that's why it's like Defoe. I'm like okay, like I have Defoe. Like that's great. So like I, you know, like I can take a hit to. A, just my defense or whatever, or like my fourth midfield or something like this, and like thinking more medium term. So I feel like I'm really well set up. But um, yeah, wild card's not on my plans at all. But I, yeah. we, I think we need to look at your team a little closer later on. Yeah, we'll look talks. later on because yeah. there's a lot of bad picks in there and some yeah. dead people too. Yeah. But um, uh, let's. I want to. I want to focus on the three teams that have two doubles. So that's uh, Southampton, Arsenal, Man United. I think I've been doing a little bit of trying reading, and I think it's either like 32 or 34 or when they're going to have their first double. Did you see anything differently? I think, yeah, I think one of the fixtures, Arsenal-Southampton, is the only one that's not going to line up with any of the other big double game week game weeks. Okay. 
So it could like, be like a rogue, like 30. Yeah, it's going to be like 32, 33, or 35, something like that, mm-hmm. Arsenal, Southampton. Okay. Yeah. So of those three teams, so it's kind of like two premium slots, one not premium slot. Let's start with Southampton. What do you see as the pick of the litter for the Southampton squad? And it's hard to ignore Gabby Adini. Um, especially after like a cane injury and Ebro suspension, just whittling down the number of like attractive forwards there are in the entire pool. He's so cheap. He's really the him and Defoe are the standout like quote unquote budget third forward type of guys. He's been in just insane form since getting to England, and you know he's going to be the the type of guy you're probably going to want a captain maybe if the fixtures mm. line up well. So Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's sub seven. Can't go wrong there. Yeah, you can't go wrong there. So midfield, they've got Tadic and Redmond as the two kind of like, oh, they're great. But I've been keeping <laughs> an eye on Ward Prowse. Yeah, been getting we, some we minutes. mentioned him last week, JWP. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's just been getting pretty consistent minutes. He's such good dead ball delivery. He reminds me of kind of a, a player that's going to Grow into similar to like Siggy, where he's just he's so smart on the pitch. I love watching him. He's playing kind of deeper role than than Siggy does now, but I don't know. He's always been a favorite of mine. I think JWP at five is kind of like the quintessential fifth mid. Maybe it's a little premature. Maybe it'd be better to get him in on the on a hit before that short game week. But like that's the kind of player we were looking at with the City Stoke where. There was no one in that five to six range besides like Joe Allen, and it didn't come off. He just blanked back to back because he's fucking raising his chickens. But <laughs> JWP is probably that type, right? That you could maybe justify the minus two to get rid of your your fifth midfielder your fifth and get mid him in, and then you'd start him over just, someone with just, a single yeah, game week, yeah, just for sense. the do- the first double. Yeah, like maybe the first double, that's a week you even like AOA or something to get yeah, to yeah. five midfielders, three yeah. forwards out there. Yeah. For a double word prowess, yeah, that makes sense yeah. to me. I like that. But, but then, so but then, Tadic and Redmond. So they're Tadich obviously kind better. Of have, yeah, they're better. There's no question. Tadic has had a little renaissance. He had a triple return last game before the blank. Do you like Tadic? I, I feel oh, like you don't like Tadic. Stop. <laughs> okay. Stop. 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 <laughs> Your desktop background is his fucking abdomen. Oh god. I mean, I beat it. I start beating the porn, and then I. Move it away, and I just see Tadic's six. Yeah, one tab is just Tadic topless pigs, and the other tab is Pornhub. Um, but I mean, Tadic is on pens. He's obviously better than Redmond. That's ridiculous. But at seven, what do you think? Do you think he would be if say you're wild carding this week? Are you going to figure out a way to get him in as your fourth, or are you going to try and bypass go elsewhere? God, yeah. It's just the more we talk about it, the less I want a wild card this week because I'm just like, I need more info. <laughs> you know, yeah. like if the doubles were next week and I was about to wild card bench boost, he'd be maybe first name I put in my side. Okay. But to think that someone like Tadic, who's always like in and out of the side, in and out of form. Yeah, see, that's a concern. Is he going to just keep form from now to the end of the season, starting with at Spurs? Like it's yeah. very, very unlikely. And it's a little bit of a different case with Southampton now, right? Because they were in 5,000 competitions for the entire season, and now they're in just one. And Puel is definitely playing a whole assortment of midfielders and, and chopping and changing and rotating a lot. But now that he only has this one, the one competition left, so you yeah, got to think like maybe, maybe, 11. 
Yeah, maybe he's going to really play as strong as 11, and he's not going to rotate so much, and we're not going to have to f- be forced to watch Stephen Davis play footy in the Premier League anymore. I mean, <laughs> J-Rod a little hard done by, but, you know, Befall, Tadish, it's, it's obvious to anyone that watches this team that Tadish is their most creative and best midfielder, so he seems to maybe be coming to those terms, or maybe it takes him a little while to get into the system, but... I don't know. Tadic is just such an. No, I love Tadic. I mean, and we always mention it, but he's almost an Erickson type in terms of his underlying stats. They're always right. just like crazy Off good. Page. Off the page. Just a trillion chances created, all that kind of shit. So if you see him starting to return points and like nailing himself down like he is right now, like he's always a good option. But yeah. it might I mean, just it might also, just might not last, and that's that yeah. would be the least surprising thing ever if he plays yeah. three weeks from now. He plays forty five minutes, and then he like doesn't start, doesn't start, and it's just bad. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, they're playing at Spurs, which isn't a great fixture. But at seven point oh, he's the kind of player that I'm looking at as a as a make weight if I need to make a little bit of fundage in midfield as a little downgrade for a mill, a mill and a half. You know he's the kind of guy to get in ahead of their first double, and uh, he's I'm I'm looking at him. Yeah, no, I I like the Todd trick a lot, and as you said, Spurs, you know, awful awful fixture, but then home Bournemouth, home Palace at West Brom, exactly, mm, exactly. Okay. And then so let's look at Southampton's defense because they're also we're, we'll get to United and Arsenal in a moment, but their defenders are cheap. They have Bertrands at five four, which is a little bit more of a premium slot, but. Past that, you know, you've got Caceres will probably come in soon, and then Cedric's only four eight, and then Yoshida's at four three. I mean, yeah, that's the as cheap as you'll find a starting defender in the league. Um, I mean, he's got a goal on him, Yoshida. Yeah, yeah, he, he scores sometimes. I mean, they're they're just bad. They're just bad. That's what, yeah. kind of what I was about to say. Like we associate Southampton with a good defense because I feel like it's been good for so long. Under Coleman, it was good. Under Poch, it was good, etc. But they're just bad. And when you look at their fixtures from an attacking standpoint, you can see some joy. But defensively, I feel like it's kind of rough. Like yeah, You don't really see them keeping a clean home Bournemouth. At West Brom's not great for a clean either. Yeah, it also doesn't help that their two bank doubles are United and Arsenal. So yeah, from so the that's defender not good standpoint. But at the same time, if I mean, Yoshida's four three, like what, what are we talking three about? Is four three, three. So free points. Yeah, that that's the thing with Yoshida that I think separates a little bit from even Cedric. Even though four eight's pretty cheap, if you put you could put Yoshida in as your fifth defender, and okay, they're not going to probably keep a clean against United or Arsenal, but. Stoke probably weren't going to keep a clean against City, and they did. So if you buy enough lottery tickets and you throw them out there for the doubles, that's what I'm kind of looking at. And I think, like, Yoshida, if you're wildcarding these days uh, on 4-3, you got to stick them in. Yeah, I mean, that's the beauty of doubles. That's the essence of doubles in a nutshell. But, yeah, I, I think I agree with you that out of everyone, Yoshida's the only real defender that you'd want just because of the the money and the quality and the fixtures. Like yeah. even Forster, I wouldn't really fuck with, I don't think. Five, it yeah, just five doesn't seem expensive. worth it to me. Especially when you're only a, a couple point three, point four to get like check or whatever. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about United and Arsenal. They're the premium teams, premium prices. What do you what do you see from those sides that you want to get in your in your team for the first double? Well, we can start in the same area. I mean, I know you're really, really high on Valencia, and I've kind of grown to like him. He seems like he's kind of the only nailed defender. <laughs> Every other spot yeah. is like rotated and has four different guys who play there. 
So between yeah. Valencia and De Gea, I mean, I expect them to be keeping a lot of cleans for you know probably the remainder of the season. Yeah, they should be. That's kind of uh, Mourinho's modus operandi is when it gets to the business end that he just kind of shuts up and plays for one and two nils, and he's they're really compact and. It's going to hurt, I guess, Andrew Herrera getting that red. He's going to miss a couple games. But they got Carrick that could slot right in that spot. But defensively, you know that they're, they're a good defensive team. They're stalwart. And Valencia, is, I mean, on the left side, they don't get forward as much when they've been playing Blend and whoever the fuck. But Valencia gets forward like he's a winger. And he has a lot of good overlapping runs. He, he gets at a lot of good crosses. He's good in the bonus points. He's 5'7". I, I mean, I think Valencia is a great pick. Yeah, he has three assists in his last six. Before that, he didn't have any, but he was creating a million chances and crossing yeah, a lot. Of just, yeah, they just yeah. didn't fall. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think Valencia's a great chat. And then looking in the midfield, I don't I don't see much. I mean, McTarian is a little bit under nine, but I think there are other midfielders in that price range that you'd prefer. It's just yeah, we've been saying it all year. Just such atrocious value. Yeah. There was that little and, period in the middle of the season where Paul came through. Right, but fuck, I, I, you, you're not going anywhere near Paul right now. No, and then I think with Zlatan, it's the kind of thing that you'll probably say their their first doubles in 34. That's probably going to be a transfer you just take a hit for that week. Cause, yeah, because you're going to have to. Yeah, you're going to have to. You're going to have to cover yourself with him, and it's the kind of thing also that you know he's missing these two games, and then. You're going to have a more or less reasonable front line. You're not going to want to take a hit or restructure just to get him in for the game he's back. And he's not explosive anyway, so it's kind of like doing the same thing for Costa. You wouldn't do it that. You wouldn't do that. So, um, attacking wise, I'm not sure. I don't see much with United. It's going to be weird. We'll have to see if there's any more consistency of team sheet around the first double. I'm not sure. I mean, I could see a world where I take a hit for Mctarian, you know, right right for the double just for that week. And then I maybe remove him again if I feel he's in a play 180. But other than that, I don't see a ton besides Laton and then maybe Valencia and, and De Gea if you have the, enough money to spend the, the goal. Yeah, not not much has changed for United going forward. Yeah. They just they just don't score a lot of goals. That's really yeah, it. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. And then so Arsenal. This is I think this is the big talking point. I mean, we got Alexis with all his antics, and then he played fucking Giroud again. So what's going on? Is, is, is Alexis going to be playing center forward at West Brom this weekend, or is Giroud going to be on the team shoot? Who the fuck knows? That's all, exactly. Yeah, all I know is that I want Alexis, and I know that's been a big question that people have been asking for the past like three weeks. Like, do we bring mm-hmm. him back or not? For me, it's just auto yes. I still think he's the best. I mean, now that Kane's dead, I think he's like irrefutably the best player in FBL. Even yeah, on the I wing, do- he's still great. Yeah, I I kind of agree, I guess, but I'm still don't I, again. I think we were on different sides of the coin last pod where you're saying you want him so much more because he's a differential, but it makes me feel so much more reluctant to get him in. I still don't love him on the wing. I think that he's probably better than most other FPL. Maybe maybe he's pretty still the best. I don't know, but when he's playing center forward, that's when he has hat trick potential. Well, that's when he's captain potential and hat trick potential. When he's he's on the wing, though, he still you know scored thirteen goals last year. You know, he's still like very very good. Yeah, but he's also eleven five, and he's going to require you know a significant downgrade. And I'm going to remove someone who also like Mane, who I feel like has just as good of a chance of a double return, and he's two million less. Yeah. Yeah. So I, that almost is like a luxury to me because I'm not removing dead weight to bring him in. And what about Feo then? 
Yeah, but Faye was an interesting one as well because before in the beginning of the season when Alexis playing center forward and Faye was playing right wing and then Awobes or whomever on left and Otsel in the middle, that's when Faye was doing really well. But he scored against you know the fucking joke fuck team. But when Giroud's playing up top, it's been we've had enough sample size to know that that severely dents Faye's appeal. And I'm concerned about what kind of team sheet he's going to put out against West Brom. To me, the, what he should do is just go back to basics when they were actually good this year and put Alexis up top, Otsol, Wobi, Feo, and just do, you know, Ramsey holding with Cock or Shock or whomever, and they all bulldoze them. But I'm worried he's going to fuck with it and put Giroud up top. They're going to be slow and not good. And that's going to play into like West Brom's hands with all of their seven foot like oafs who are just going to oaf the fuck out of Giroud. You know, so I don't yeah. know. I'm, I'm so nervous about also just the mentality of the t- the team where they obviously are going to finish St. Totteringham's Day soon because of Kane. And <laughs> what are they doing? They have no ambition. They're on the beach. They're a top four side on the beach. So I mean, they're still going for top four. No, they're say, going for it. Know. They're going for it. But I'm just, I don't know. I'm so disenchanted about the thing. Yeah, I, I mean, it, when you think about they started, uh, first of all, I wanted to bring up that Fayo also scored versus Bayern a nice goal. So that that's a good yeah, thing. It wasn't just fine. Lincoln. That's true. But also that's true. Their, st- their side versus Bayern was back to Alexis up top, Walcott outside, and, you know, Welbs and Ox were in, not, not a Wolves or Ozil. But still, right. that leads me to believe that Wenger thinks his strongest side is Alexis up top. And... There's just such overwhelming evidence that that's true that yeah. and yeah. it's probably hard to ignore. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm still hopeful and I still want to bring in Alexis immediately and I still think, you know, he's maybe best captain of the week at West Brom. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. yeah, could be. Could easily be. Kane death like really changed the changed everything. Changed the it landscape did. of FPL because he was really just did, like cause... auto everything. Yeah, and we were talking so much about you know Kane versus Alexis, who we're going to get in this week, and now there's only one man left. So yeah, we'll and Kane would have been home Southampton. That's just easy cat. Yeah, and then at defense, I mean, I'm hot, hot for Bell. Yeah, you are. You're back on Bell end. I'm back on Bell. I really want to get him in this week. Wow, that's so weird. You just uh, I know. Just I don't Spanish know. This, web. The, yeah, it's the it's the time of year last year where I went to that. Game with Sen and he scored and I was just oh my god I forgot you were at the game when he scored forget about it I was fucking freaking (laughs) you were blackout though you didn't even know no 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 I was brown browning out yeah the one problem with getting him in now is looking at City next week so I'm kind of a little bit of a I don't know what to do because that's obviously going to be a one pointer yeah other than City though their their outlook for the next little bit including the doubles is really good yeah it's really good maybe i just go and go crazy and triple on arsenal defense because shelney is just as good a pick for a little bit oh, cheaper easily yeah cost yeah. cost gets it done gummo yeah yeah but i like bell yeah i don't know. Around. Bell. Uh, I don't know i don't know <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah those are then, the teams that are doubling twice i mean yeah there's a lot of guys but, that you want to get in and if you're yeah, wild carding a, now, you're uh, you gotta pick, a, you gotta pick some of them. Yeah, that's the thing is that I mean we're focusing on these teams I think because of the people that will not be wild carding is these would be the better teams to get players in for. 
to set yourself up for that first preliminary double if you're going to save your wild card. Yeah, like over the next few weeks, all of your transfers should be one of these guys in, basically. Right, right. Yeah. But there are still other, like Chelsea, you know, Pedro's still a great option. Even though Man City have a few tough fixtures, but I mean, I still think Sterling and Sané are good options. Um, yeah, they're I mean, still Tottenham's a good still a good option. Oh, yeah, no Spurs, Kane, but their, their mids are good, and now Son uh, yeah. might emerge yeah, for Kane. Let's talk about Spurs for a second before we finish up until we go into our teams. And yeah, captains. I mean, Kane missed game week 6 through 10. Son came in and out then, but he's he's scored some shit. Ali was pretty good. Eriksson was good. Eriksson actually, I think, blanked his life away in that, in that period. Actually, yeah, you're right. I forgot it wasn't yeah. until... Later that he went on he that insane back, yeah. tear, yeah. Yeah, Ollie was the one they were relying on. Ollie was good, and, but Sun was yeah. good too, yeah. Yeah, Sun was good too. So that's a tough one, but Sun's also got a very intense international break schedule going to Korea and shit. So that's true. Ollie at a little bit under nine is probably a safe bet, but it's also when you look at those, you know, those six games in Albeit, it's a small sample size, they struggle for goals. You know, they're not free flowing. So they're scoring one and two goals at most in those game weeks when Kane's missing. I don't mind giving their attack a miss entirely. I'd rather have, you know, Theo probably than Son because I, I know what, what I'm getting there. Yeah, it's also, it sucks because he sucks, but you Jansen's still in the back of your mind if you're getting Son. Oh, like, for sure. Son is not nailed. Sure. No, for sure. Son has one bad half and Jansen comes on and then Son doesn't play next game. Yeah, so it's a, it's a scary move. But their yeah, defense is still one. real. Defense is still great, yeah, no question about that. Even though Rose is still out. Rose Rose will be back soon, but yeah, they've been They have Spurs. good fixtures, I, they'll keep a bunch of cleans. Yeah, I, I still think that they're gonna fall off though. I don't think they're gonna fall off. Attacking wise, I, yeah, that's wow, what a blow for them. Yeah, they're in trouble. They're in trouble. Alright, brief Spurs talk, but let's let's move on to captains and uh Wait, hold on. Before we move on, one last thing. So with Kane out, we mentioned you know, Kane out, Ebra out. There's less forwards to choose from. Any shout back into the three five two, or or no, if I not, think what, no. what are what's the best three forward zone? Then you think? Kuhn? Well, I still, I still, th- I mean, Lukaku's in every team. I, I don't Rama even every gotta, team. Yeah, yeah, they have a couple tough fixtures. I might get rid. I don't know, but he's still just like fine. I still think Aguero's a good pick, even though he's a fortune. He's in a lot of teams. People that don't have Kane have him, so you hold that. I still think Defoe's a good pick. They have some really good fixtures, and he hit the bar the last two games, as we've been talking about incessantly. And then Gabby Adini's a really good shout, and then you still have Costa there. So, I mean, right there, you're looking at six picks, and I, I like all of them better than anyone in the fifth mid, seven, fifth mid seven million bracket where it's like the second or third best seven million bracket because I'm assuming you have the better ones already. I think that's enough. Yeah, um, and the, the, and the thing course. that I keep, and I like, I like want to go three five two since I have Barnes already, but another problem I kept running into is other than Sanchez, none of the other you know double digit mins we really like as FPL picks or for value. So even though Aguero is also ri- ridiculously expensive and not good value, you know, you're, I don't want KDB. I'm going to get rid of him this week, and Hazard's also not really good value. So what are you even what are you looking at? You know, where yeah. are you gonna spend all that money? Yeah. I mean I, I think premium defense is a shout, but yep. I agree with you. I agree. I think yeah, I just think there's enough forwards to go back to three and it's not really too tough. We go Vardy. Dini, Dini also is Vardy. Like fucking No, fuck the fuck out of here. Vardy. 
Deeney's been like sub seven or whatever he is now, yeah, and he's, he's been, been scoring every and, game, you know? Yeah. No, but Vardy, lot, lot I think, of, is a really, really punty shout, though. I gotta, I gotta say. And just their, their fixtures. That's, that's why. More than like, I don't think their, you know, title winning form isn't necessarily back all the way, but he seems back in form. Um, and they have yeah, really fixtures good fixtures are, coming up. So they are good. Yeah. Vardy. Wow, that's interesting. I haven't thought about him. Yeah, Man, someone tweeted him in, and I was like, nah. And then I looked, and I was like, mm, okay, okay. <laughs> it could be like a good Lukaku swap after this week. Get him uh, in for home Stockholm Sunday. Hello. Uh, oh, all right, Vardy. I don't know. I haven't thought about him. God, so fuck. Yeah, let's move on because. There's so, there, my head is just flying in all directions right now. Yeah, no, let, let's. Once let's we start this. talking wildcard, I'm just like al dente. I think I have a fever now. I'm just like, wow. So, Captain, what are you looking You're looking at Alexis, getting him in and captaining? Yeah, I'm going to bring in Alexis for KDB. He'll for sure be one of my moves, and I think I'll cap him. Okay. I mean, I, I'm still feeling pretty good about Lukaku. I know Hall have been resolute, but. Not away, and after Everton's performance, I'm hoping that maybe Gareth Barry won't start again because he could realize he doesn't need him. But yeah, I mean, Hull haven't kept it clean in four straight. It's kind of a myth. Oh yeah, and especially away again. I mean, I'm expecting two or three there for Everton, and it's the same kind of thing that I thought this week. I I expected two or three, and I, I didn't think a double return was out of the question. And his goal was a little bit lucky, you know, kind of standing there and the the cross dropped on his head, but. He's so like persistent. He's always trying to score a goal every single play, every single diag, every time. So yeah, he had a lot of really good chances. Like yeah, in the balance, so I, double return was fair. Yeah, it was fair. And so I think that home hall is like a good enough fixture. That that's part of the reason why I will not be bringing Alexis in. Is that I don't want to take a hit to bring him in. And um, there are other things I feel like I again. It's I think of course Alexis is better than Mane, and doing that trade like in a in a world where transfers and point hits don't matter, I would do that every time. But there are other problems in my team that I think I could have better point returns than transferring out someone who I think is good for someone who's marginally better yeah, than yeah. transferring out someone like Brunt who's going to get net zero or negative points for someone who might get you know, not yeah. zero points. No, that's very fair. And now that you actually said, said it like that, and since we brought up Alexis kind of being not a differential, but much lower than he was. Maybe I bring like I'm still going to bring him in, but maybe I just cap Lukaku and just have Alexis and just get that differential point. But, yeah, I think I it's know. a little bit of what you were facing this week with Mane and Lukaku. Yeah, and it fucked me this week, but it did fuck you. But I think this is a little bit of a different case because we had a lot of information to know that Liverpool against poor sides are not the best fixtures, especially if, if Firmino might not play and Hendo's out. You know, those aren't that Watford. Yeah, those circumstances game, are bad. Yeah, the game against Watford where he scored six was a very long time ago, and that was with, you know, Hendo and Firmino and everyone. So I think this is a little bit different where West Brom are pretty much a complete nightmare team, and I think Hull will probably put up a better fight against Everton than West Brom will against Arsenal. So, yeah. I would if I think if you got Ar- if you got Alexis, I think you probably it's a it's a reasonable risk to take as long as you own a Lukaku to captain him. I don't I don't hate. Yeah, that. I'm bringing him in for sure. So yeah. we'll okay. see. So what are your moves? You said KDB to Alexis. What else you got going? Yeah, KDB to Alexis is nailed, and KDB has been just another. In a long list this season of guys that I just need to kill, like kind of just 
kind of tanked my season. Like I got him in for home Swansea at Bournemouth, blank, blank, captained him in both weeks, and then I kept him for the doubles, and he played like 100 minutes and blank, blanked. He's just been so bad. So that's nailed. Um, I'm really fucking sick of Baines. It's super difficult for me to keep him in the side, even though he's supposed to play. I might have to since I want to take a lot of hits, but Baines or Matip out for Valencia seems good. I mean, they have Burrow this week. They have two doubles coming up, as we mentioned. We both like him. He's just a good pick, end of. Mm-hmm. Um, but then my most pressing thing is my fourth midfield spot. Right, right. My fifth mid is Stan, who's just well dead and 4-9, so more money than I'd like to be spending there anyway. And then my fourth mid is Snotty, who picked up some sort of knock and got dropped and has been horrible on West Ham in, in general. So that spot's tougher. I'm not really sure which way I want to go. And Pedro's definitely on my radar. I'm just not really sure yet on that one. But I have a lot of I have 3.2 in the bank, so I can do any a number of moves. Um, eventually I want Barnes to be Gab. But this week, Barnes is Sunderland and Gabba Spurs, so I'm not touching that now. Yeah, you can hold off. Yeah, hold off that week. But that some some double or triple move is probably what I'm looking at this week, which would be okay. like KDB, Bain, Snot out or something like that. Okay. Yeah. But, um, yeah, when I mentioned earlier that I'm looking at taking multiple hits and over time, it's like – it's it's really a matter of which guys do I bring in so that I can afford Barnes to gab. And if I can't afford him, then I would also get rid of like Matip and Stanislas next week to drop to like Tom Carroll, some other defender and gab, you know what I mean? Yeah, but like that's the thing I think you should not do. Like if you're going to be wasting hits on your fourth and fifth Defender and fifth midfielder, like that's when you should take a use the wild card. Like if that's what you're thinking of, you're not going to impact your points potential like that much, and you're going to just go down. Like I feel like the hits have to be on the pitch. So I don't know. I think you can also look at you know in your back pocket, you could just do like Aguero and Barnes to Gab and Zlatan or something like that. Could be a thing to get you like a couple more doublers like down the line, which would be more. You know, more impactful. Yeah, easily. I mean, before Kane got injured, Aguero to Kane was going to be a thing, and that gave me some extra funds. But, like, yeah, I I have a lot to think about still on the wildcard front. My team is probably much worse than most people who listen to this pod. So, yeah, I mean, you have trip, you still have triple city attack. You didn't get rid of any of them, and they've got some tough fixtures. You know, you got. Ashley Barnes is one of your strikers. You've got Snodgrass and Stanislaus, fourth and fifth. It's it's a tough one. And your defenders, you know, Matip's good, but fixtures not so great this weekend anyway. This weekend's bad, but and, I mean, you know, I, I'm fine, yeah, like, getting rid of him and just admitting a mistake, too, you know? Like, yeah, I'm not, like, no, shy sure. about that. So yeah, that's for sure. I could easily do, like, Matip, Baines, turn them into Valencia and Vertonghen or something and just, right, right. And and then then just sudden, be starting yeah. Alonso, Valencia, Vertonghen for the rest of the season is amazing. Yeah, th- yeah, that would be nice. I mean, all of a sudden you're hopeful on two cleans a week from the Three. Yeah, so there's so many so many things I want to do, but yeah, maybe I just don't know. I don't know when too, when when hits are too many. You know, I just don't yeah. really know. And and as we mentioned earlier, it's hits now or hits later. Like if I wild card now to dodge hits, 
the chances of me taking a ton of fucking hits in game week 36 before the bench boost is still very high. Mm-hmm. So I don't really even know if it matters which which order I do them in, really. But, yeah, it might not. But I'm, ra- I mean, I'm racking my brain for sure. Okay. I don't know. might be good. might be good to do it this week. I don't know. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. I do think if I did, like, you know, most of the moves that I just kind of mentioned, I'd be I'd be good for, you know, yeah, foreseeable future. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, what are you looking at? Um, I'm looking at taking a hit to do Baines and Brunt out for Valencia and Bellerin. I'm pretty happy with my front seven. Uh, Coutinho's room to be desired for, but... The city game. I'm, I'm hopeful that he's going to come out and like try or something. He but, he usually scores for city too. Yeah. He's good. Yeah, yeah, and that's again. I mean, I have Mane, Coutinho, and then Siggy and Barkley in midfield, and I'm not doing anything with Barkley against Hall. Siggy's not going anywhere until I get a double earned for him. But I think Mane and Coutinho again against City. I feel good enough about that. And then my strike force, I have Lukaku, Defoe, Aguero. I really don't feel like there's a need to move any of them. Um, you know, Lukaku yeah, home no, hall. That's, I'm gonna that's really good. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna captain Lukaku home hall. Aguero. I mentioned it kind of offhandedly last pod that I wanted to keep him instead of getting Kane in, and now it's a lot easier. And even though the fixtures are tough, I, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna hang on to him as much as I can. So I have enough money to do those defensive swaps, and it would let me look. It would leave me looking at. Um, Alonzo, Bellerin, and Valencia as my back three in front of Heaton, which would feel really good. I mean, it's kind of, I'm not good at picking mid price defenders. So I think that. Yeah, no, that's probably. That's a really well balanced side, I feel like, except maybe you'll. You'll drop one of the Liverpool mids after this week or something, but. Yeah, probably. I'll play with that. Yeah, but that's the only move immediately. yeah. Yeah, immediately. I think this feels like the best thing. And. Even though it's a hit for a defender, I just like ripping the bandaid off and putting in two players who are going to have two doubles and hopefully hitting on a clean this week. I still, even though Baines Coleman said he's going to play, I, I don't know if they're going to keep a clean against Hull. He'll probably get a knock on 30 minutes and have to crawl off the pitch anyway. So I don't hate taking the hit in that spot right now, even though Bellerin also has bad fixture at City next week. Um, Still think he's at least got the attacking potential. So yeah, and at, I think and a knock with Baines it might take six weeks. Yeah, you don't know. We've seen that so, happen before. Yeah, so I think that's what I'm going to do, and then maybe maybe next week I'll do something drastic and you know remove both of my Everton players or take out Coutinho and Lukaku and get in Gabbiadini and Alexis or something like that. I don't know. I have yeah, room yeah. to. I don't. I'm not opposed to getting rid of Lukaku because I still think Everton are just like a completely unpredictable schizophrenic team. So I think I'm going to do that probably. Damn, your team is to... just so much better than mine. I'm. I'm looking at it. I'm just salivating. I'm <laughs> yeah. just like, wow, I mean, good team. Like, there's not like red flags everywhere. It's just like awesome, dude. This is yeah, awesome. I mean, it was part of the thing. Like, why? And it's the same thing, right? We went into the double game weekend with City, and you had. Grant, Sané, Sterling, Aguero, and I'm just like with Aguero, and I'm like, fuck, like I wish I had that. Yeah. And then it's like the ties just change every week. Like, you know, your team was better then, my team's better now. Yeah, but, yeah, absolutely. You know, moving forward, we'll have to see what happens. But that's what I'm feeling. So we'll see. Get some new friends in defense, maybe. I like it. I like it. All right. Let's, let's wrap. Check us out at fmlpl.com. Follow on Twitter at fmlpl. Email us fmlpl at gmail.com. Join us. Uh, 
Jimmy, I'm 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 Jimmy, I'm